It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Special Wednesday edition of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast right here at the Evergreen Podcast Network and WaitingForNextYear.com. It is Matt and Todd with you. The first place Cleveland Guardians finish up a homestand against the unnamed team tonight. And then head, uh, actually continue the homestand this weekend, not finish it up, but then get the White Sox Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Todd, uh, here we are, about 40-plus games to go. The team's in first place yet. The lead went from three down to one in just a matter of a couple of days. Great weekend in Toronto. And uh nice statement taking two out of three from the Blue Jays. But it's crazy to think that this team can beat Kevin Gosman and then a couple days later, Get manhandled by Garrett Hill, but last night was certainly a certainly a crazy game. That's for sure. I don't know what's going on with Garrett Hill. I feel like they've faced him about yeah, three boy. times this year. Yeah, and and he's been unbelievable against us all three times. We haven't been able to, <laughs> to handle it. I, I don't get it. Uh, we we do need to get into last night's game. I don't know if you want to do that off the jump or or save it to the end. But uh, you know, we were. It, it, it's funny. Um, I was texting with uh, Andrew Zellman, P1 listener, last night, and he's like, boy, the tone of your podcast tomorrow morning certainly going to be a little bit different if uh, if we don't finish this one, if we don't win this game. And it's, it's true. I mean, we were we were really riding high coming into Monday, and then, you, you, you know, you win Monday's game, only giving up one run, great pitching once again, hit that high watermark of nine games over, and uh, – the bottom fell out in the, that second half of the doubleheader on, on Monday with Xavier Curry's um, major league debut, which we want to touch on, and then last night's absolute debacle and what what that all entailed. So, uh, you know, listen, we have how many games? We're sixty two and fifty five, so that would mean there would be forty forty one forty one. Is that right? What's well, sixty-two and fifty-five would be one seventeen, right? I'm terrible at math. Yeah, that, that so was your that was your job. Sorry, one sixty-two minus what? Well, whatever. In the forties, there's that many games left, and the division is essentially separated by one game with three teams. The 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 Twins and White Sox this week have decided to start playing better, and uh, you know the Royals offered no resistance, and unfortunately. The Astros bullpen, which has been so good all year, has blown two games uh, this week to the White Sox in Chicago, and the White Sox now are hot, and they're they're only a game back. So this is going to be a, you know, all we ask for you and I is meaningful games in, in games in September, and here we are, meaningful games of, in uh, games in September. Yeah, I mean, no, that that is good, and that is definitely the theme, especially with the youngest team in baseball. We're brought to you, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry and Breaking Tea T-shirts at BreakingTea.com/dairy. Yeah, I mean that is nice, but I, I want to win this thing. I, you know, 
I, do, of we, course. we don't bottom out. We're like you always say, we don't bottom out. We're not the Pirates. This isn't uh, the Tigers. And and I expect to win. And we're in the uh, position to do it. And I don't, you know, look, the Twins have a, a ton of talent. And, you know, they've got, they've got some five-tool uh, big-time all-stars on their team, including a guy like Byron Buxton. Not that we don't have Jose Ramirez. Uh, the White Sox, certainly, their lineup is much more behemoth than ours. But, my God, I, I want to win this thing. And I think we can. And the, the, the way that they play and how they play the right way and are gritty. And, and now they're really going with all the kids and everything else. And they seem to be doing things right. And like we said, I mean, the weekend was unreal. And then it's almost like after they won Monday's uh, game one of the doubleheader, Savali pitched well. They scratched across enough runs to win. But... Then it was like, uh-oh, you know. It's almost like, oh, they're tired again, and they need tomorrow's day off, which they'll get. But first things first, they got to win tonight. And, oh, by the way, they got to win the season series against Detroit. I believe it's like 9-9 nine and nine with one to play. It's, it's, and, and you know what? If they miss the playoffs by a game or two, we'll come, we'll, we will come back to, to those games splitting with this horrible team for the ser- for the season. But last night's game, we will also come back to for sure. But yeah, I mean, here, over the weekend in, in Toronto, I mean, even the game they lost, they probably should have won. It was well, they were, two they were right lost. there, right there, yeah. Yeah, Tristan gave up. Tristan McKenzie was great. He just gave up two solo homers, and, you know, they just didn't get enough clutch hitting. And, and uh, you know, those things happen. But I think the best part of the Toronto series, to be honest with you, was they played in front of 40,000-plus three straight days and had that opportunity to get that playoff-type feeling and playoff-type atmosphere. That, that's, that, that Saturday crowd was, you know, they, 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 there's, I think it was their third sellout of the year. They have over 44,000. And, uh, you know, for our guys, especially because McKenzie and Bieber and Quantrill pitched in those three games – who are going to be your three playoff starters should they get to the playoffs? You, you have oh, come on. What about, that... what about Plesak? <laughs> come no on. Comment. He, he battled last night. He tries so hard. I, 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 that well, broadcast, that broadcast sweet. last night just lathering okay. up Plesak. Oh, he, he battles. Oh, God. I, I know I, the kid does try hard. Okay, there's no there's no one that's saying that he doesn't. But my goodness, can we stop shining up a four and a half ERA already? Man, Zach thought he was out of the inning. That poor guy. He also threw threw the ball right down the middle to Kerry Carpenter. Jeez. I would. All right. So so let's just get into it. I guess let's just let's just go right into it. You know, I was what I, to finish the thought. <laughs> yeah, please. Your three, your plea, your your three playoff starters pitched in 40, 40 plus thousand uh, uh, seat stadiums with with loud crowds on the road and were all awesome. So I, I think that that's going to uh, that's going to serve yes. them well. Should yes, they, it's a very good down the stretch. You're right, it's a very good point. It's a very good point. point. Right. Yes. And and, and, and and let me say one thing about the Toronto fans. Uh, I think it was weeks ago or months ago, whenever it was, Mad Dog Russo was on one of those ESPN shows, which I, I can't keep up with what the names of them are. And... Well, just, just ask Jimmy Trainer, he'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he did the whole Cleveland is the best sports fans, or is the best sports city, and all that. And that was cool, you know, to see Cleveland at the top, and Detroit made it, and top five sports cities with fan bases. 
sorry, but he left Toronto out. Toronto's number one. It's not even close. Those people go to every Leaf game. The Leafs let them down every year. They pack the Sky Dome or Rogers Center. That place is a dump. You and I have been there. And, uh, and, and they love their Raptors. Love them. When the Raptors play in Detroit, it's packed with Toronto fans. So, and and they their broadcasts are top notch. You got Dan Schulman on the call, and they got seventeen different camera angles. Like Toronto does it right, man. They love their sports up there. So this this notion that that Cleveland's the best, and hey, we have great fans. Don't get me wrong, but we're not number one. Toronto is. Well, listen, Toronto it's, it's is because it's American. Because they don't look at Toronto, you know. They should. It's they should. It's Canadian team. They got three of the what four majors there. Didn't, didn't you? Didn't you and the executive producer and cousin Adam go to? Uh, we did. The, yes. o- the, the opener. Ninety two or ninety two or ninety three. Um, ninety two had to be ninety two. I think. They, I, I think. They, they got I think. World Series rings. I think. Cuz and I drove from the Cuse and met uh, met uh, the executive producer up there. Yeah, we were there. That was the Mark Witten hit a jo- bomb in that game. And Glenn Allen Hill lost one in the lights. He was coming uh, in, and the ball got uh, by. Yeah. He lost in the lights. Yeah, yeah something like that, that. That was good. That was good stuff. You know. You know what's funny about that? Probably half of our listeners weren't even born for that game. <laughs> I miss hard hitting Mark Witten. That dude really he when he hit it when I, he hit him when he hit him he hit him hard. Didn't I send you the uh, uh, the uh, YouTube clip of the three homers in one inning against the Yankees in the playoffs and he had the he hit it right handed off of Andy Pettit and he chucked his bat like all time bat <laughs> That was a rare I time we you recently that was a rare you did. That was a rare time that we got to Andy Pettit ever. Yeah, that guy usually owned us. Usually, yeah, you know. Okay, but so yes, last yeah, night was bad. Last it, it, it was bad. It's bad all okay, around. So let me let me just say this. <clears throat> Excuse me. While that, so so for those who didn't see the game, and if you did, you know what I'm going to say. There were two outs in the inning. It was zero zero in the first, and I don't even remember who the batter was. Harold Castro hit a dribbler who we can't get ball. out. And the ball hit second base and ricocheted to the third base side. And Tyler Freeman, who was playing shortstop, picked it up, threw it home. Across his body, by the way. Nice play. And tagged out. Austin Hedges tagged out Javi Baez, and everyone leaves the field. Well, then the inventor of baseball, A.J. Hinge, started complaining. And Alan Porter, who was the third base umpire, who was the same umpire who pulled this exact same move, Against uh, for the Twins against the Orioles, which cost the Twins a game. Yeah. Set for the replay that Hedges was blocking the path for Javi Baez to score. Now, if you see the play, there is no possible way Hedges could have changed his course thinking instantly, I have to be two inches to my right so I can give him a path to reach the base, which, by the way, he had. Oh. He just had to reach around his oh. knee because he had to catch the ball. Go on the MLB app or whatever and watch the Bally Sports Detroit call and listen to the Tigers announcers, uh, Matt Shepard and Jack Morris, both say, well, Hedges gave him a path to slide. Even they were like, why are they challenging this? There's no chance. It's a total yeah. joke. Total joke. So, 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 so that happens. The, the the replay is overturned in New York for some god God knows why. They get a run, so now it's one nothing instead of the inning being over. 
And the next guy comes up, Kerry Carpenter, and please actors that meatball that scores for two more. And all of a sudden, it goes from to two point zero zero to three, yeah, to three nothing. And they were playing catch up from that point on, and it was a travesty of justice, as they used to say in the WWF. Miscarriage of justice. Oh, sorry, miscarriage. <laughs> That's of Gorilla Monsoon right there. Yeah, yeah, baby. And, and it was it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was and garbage. It it affected the game completely. I don't know how they didn't call for a protest of that game. That rule is called, and so so for also for those who didn't see it, Austin Hedges' post game interview with Andre was unreal. He didn't. He, I mean, he asked he asked him one question, and he went off on a two and a half minute tangent, and then said, "I'm done," and walked away. It was great. It was great. <laughs> the, 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 it was great. The long and the short of it was, and you can look it up. Zach Meisel had it on his Twitter, like the whole, uh, you know, typed out version, and basically said, "This costs us the game." I don't know what they're doing in New York, but this is a this is something that baseball has been played this way for 150 years, and now a technicality is called like this, and it changes the complete course of the game, and it costs us the game, and we're the ones held accountable when we screw up. How come the umpires are never held accountable? He's and he's totally right, and it's. He's such a. I know no one likes Austin Hedges with the bat, but the reason why he's on this team is he that is is right there. He is such a leader. He he would he would do anything for his team, and uh, you know, listen, it, it's these things happen. It's in a, a 162 games, but I hate to think about the fact that we could lose lose out on the division or lose out on the wild card by one game and come back to this and think about this moment. Because it was it was completely botched by the umpires, and in all fairness, though the Twins had the same bullshit call called on them and cost them the game. And I've only I've only seen it happen twice this year, and both times it cost the team the game. Yeah, but the the ours was more egregious. Uh, I don't remember who the Twins catcher was. Might have been. Uh, I think it was uh, Jeffers uh, or one of these name? dudes. Yes, Ryan Jeffers was what I was going to say. But Jeffers looked like he blocked the plate. Hedges looked like he was in front of the bag. Kind of swiped back to get him. Yes, Baez, maybe. Hedges' left leg was blocking a little bit with Baez's head first slide with his left hand, but there was still a path to get there, and the ball beat him. It was a great play by Freeman. Baez is a boner, and and uh, so that, that was it was bad. It was, you're right. And then, but again, Plesak can't throw the ball down the middle to Kerry Carpenter. We also can't. Have the leadoff man on in the in the ninth uh, in, in scoring position and not get him in. Yes, we're so bunting. Just... Are, we, are we really bunting in the last inning to play for a tie against Detroit? Swing the bat. Okay. So here, before we get to that part, uh, that t- was not Tito uh, not Tito's finest hour yesterday. But to your point with Plesac, you got to bear down, man. You can't. It's just Kerry Carpenter. I mean, really. That happened. You've got to take a deep breath, move on to the next play, and limit and limit the damage. Yes, exactly. Limit the damage. Instead, he 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 throws a meatball. Now, you you know that I am no Zach Plesac fan, and uh, you know I know he works really hard and he's matured and and all that. The results on the field aren't showing me that he's that much better he did pitch really well the last uh, last time out I will give him that but his the, the, the big issue that I have had with him throughout this entire season as you know is when things go bad 
he can't harness it and get that big out. He's the king of nobody's on two outs. He'll walk a guy, some guy will hit a dribbler, and then, and then the next guy hits a three-run homer. Like, he just seems to it, – it, I don't know. The, 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 the trouble gets to his head, I, I guess you could say. No, no. And that, that's, that's probably not the right – usage of the you know right way to phrase it no, but i i think I there's like he just can't get that third out no. when he gets in trouble badly no, no no and he's had a lot of bad luck this year he's had bad yes. defense behind him he's had no run support all right so those are all factors yes but how much traffic was on the base pass last night i mean thank you jonathan scope i think the guy left 10 guys on base himself every inning he came down to jonathan scope with runners on and he got out of it but when you allow 11, 12 base runners in five and a third innings, you you probably going to lose, you know? And like you said, Bieber, Quantrill, McKenzie, those have been the horses, and those have been the guys that have delivered. Blisak hasn't, and they squeezed every ounce they could out of this kid. He was not a high draft pick. He didn't pitch in the SEC. He pitched in the MAC. Now, there are plenty of players from the MAC. There's players from, like I said, Anthony, ba- Anthony Bass. Shit, he's from Wayne State. In Detroit, it's you know D three or whatever. So there's plenty of guys in the majors that weren't highly touted, and we hear all the time about he was a 25th round draft pick. Okay, that's cool, but Plesac stuff just isn't that great, and his fastball is average to below average. So like they pounce on it sometimes, and they've done a great job with him to get him to this point where he's been a solid major league starter. But on a team trying to vie for first place. When he's allowing all this traffic and, like you said, serving up bombs to 4A players, it's not going to help. It wasn't like Avi Baez got him or or even Miggy for that. You know, Carrie Carpenter? Come on, man. (laughs) Oh, that's the new new hotness here for the Detroit media. They 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 love that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, so so then, you know, the other issue that comes up is they just – couldn't score against Garrett Hill and you know you get a you get a leadoff triple followed by a single in the eighth inning and you're like all right we're in business and then Jose Ramirez didn't even didn't even score after that after the triple single nothing and then you get to the ninth inning like you discussed Tyler Freeman leadoff double and I come back to this again and this is the problem with with what's going on with the offense when it sputters it's always the same it's that eight nine spot in the lineup comes around in big spots and just never comes through Mainly's actually been pretty decent lately yeah yes yeah yes he, he i think he's got like a six or seven game hitting streak going i hit a homer the other night when i was there uh in the, in the double header loss uh, but it comes it just always seems to come down to the eight nine spots and miles straw is sitting there at the bottom of the order the guy can't hit. It's a serious problem. He has to play, but he can't hit. And, you know, I know a lot of people uh, want him out of the lineup. We need Will Benson at center field. No, uh, no. The other night, the other night when I was there, uh, there was a fly ball hit between center and left, Quan and, and Benson. They're coming, they're coming, they're coming, and both of them looked at each other, and the ball dropped. And a run scored, and I said to who was with me at the game you want to know why Miles Straw plays every day that's why because Miles Straw makes that play and Quan gets out of the way you know so there's that but it comes around last night and Freeman hits that leadoff double and Hedges comes up and again there it's a, it's a I think the situation may have been different 
I'm, I'm going to say that if Gregory Soto, the Twins closer, was right-handed, there's a different situation there because maybe he sends up Nolan Jones to pinch hit who was on the bench or Will Benson to pinch hit, but instead he sends Hedges up there to boost. Now, we both know, and listeners of this podcast know, how much I loathe bunting. Bunting is for losers. You have three chances to, to get a single. Hedges is a major league bat. If you could hit a ball to the ground ball to the right side and move him over. He hit a fly ball to the right side two innings earlier. Yeah. And move Freeman over when we scored our second run. Let him swing the bat. Right. Giving up an out to a guy, Soto, who puts a lot of base runners on, is notoriously wild. Yes, he throws hard, but notoriously wild to give up an out to get to Miles Straw. Big mistake. Who can't hit and a lefty right. and a left-handed hitter in Quan in the on, in the on deck circle or in the hole. And look, Steven's amazing. All right, he's been dominant this year. He's Stephen Kwan doesn't matter right or left, but again, that's a tough. That's tough if you don't get him in with Straw to rely on a left-handed bat who's a rookie in that spot against an all-star closer. And that's look, Soto's not <laughs> second coming of Randy Myers here, but my my gosh, he, Randy Myers. That's the first lefty closer that came into my head. Um, that's pretty good. Wasn't he on the Nasty what about Boys? What Chapman, the wife beater? What about yeah. Norm Charlton? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, who was the... No, but, but who you're was totally the, oh, right. Taylor, Rod, Taylor Rogers is left-handed, but I don't even know if he's closing. He's, I don't even know what team he's on anymore. He's on the... He was traded from the... He was in that trade. The the Padres... Uh, um, when they got the... He's on the Brewers to the Padres. He's on the Padres. Oh, he's on the... No, he's on the right? Brewers no? now. He's on the Brewers he's on the, now. Sorry. He's on the Brewers. That's right. That's well, right. Here, one, one last thing about Miles Straw. He actually... His splits, he actually hits right-handed pitching uh, better than left-handed pitching. Not much better. <laughs> but, you know, it's, 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 you know, lately. So in the meantime, I, I, you look up at Straw, and here we are in August. He's four for 43 this month. Oh my God! That's right. I, I thought he got out of the slump three a little single, bit. Um, three singles and a double. He's four for forty-three. Yeah, not that's, good. That's o ninety-three. And by the way, so he did dear. he did strike out last night. He did tip it. Barnhart did catch it. I get that Tito had to go out there because the home plate umpire waved his arms like, "No, no, no, foul ball will stay in here," and he was adamant about it. Then he went and got help, and five minutes later, they called him out. That's why well, Tito he, got tossed and why out. Straw got tossed. Yeah, yeah he of, did of strike out. Reasons for Tito to get tossed yesterday, that was not the one. No, but, but he, he is—he was enough. fed up. He had had he enough. Had enough. He had enough. You could tell he went out there to get tossed. Oh sure. yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But but the the point is, you're bunting to get to a guy who's four who's four for his last forty three, and hasn't been hasn't hit essentially since April. I mean, you 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 go month to month here. He he in in May. He hit 178 with a 508 OPS. In June, he hit 149 with a 412 OPS. July was the month that he picked it up a little bit, 278, 678. But the last last you know month of August, he's four for 43, and and yeah, you can't bunt to get to a guy who you know doesn't hit. No, no, and you're not pinch hitting Benson or Jones like there. Lefty, lefty with two rookies on a guy who's throwing. Right, hundred miles per hour. By the way, speaking of Nolan Jones, um, can he? Are they are they giving him any extra reps at first base before the game? Like, <laughs> shouldn't segue. shouldn't he be playing first base when Naylor can't? 
not Owen Miller. I mean, I God bless Owen Miller. He's fine. He's probably a utility guy at best. He'd play a couple days a week, but it seems like every day he's in there. And talk about a guy not delivering. I think his OPS is as low as there, as anybody's. I think it's now dipped below 600. If I or not, no, I think it's dipped below 650. And you know, everybody else's OPS kind of in the sevens and eights for our really good players. And he's his is dropping late. I mean, he does not drive the baseball. He had a couple of good at bats in Toronto, but geez, why does he play every day? I saw, and I believe it was uh, by weighted runs created, uh, WRC plus. I believe. What are you, TJ Zuby? Owen Miller. No, I believe Owen Miller is one of the twenty worst hitters in baseball, and I think Straw's in there too. I, I think that was the number. I do not understand the infatuation with playing this guy this much. Last night, another situation happened where it didn't come back to bite them, but a great play by Straw in the outfield. It was a shallow fly ball, and he held up his glove like this one's going to drop, like he was going to fake like it was going to drop. And he caught it, and Javi Baez, of course, fell for it because Javi Baez is a clown. And... Straw catches it, fires a dart to first base, and Owen drops the ball again. He can't play the field. Stop playing him at first base. It's not like, okay, he's hitting really well. We got to find a place for him in the lineup. So I, you know, I, 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 I understand. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. He's terrible. He's, he's not. He's not a first baseman like that. Here's an, here's that another, here's when he sits, he actually makes some decent plays at second. I don't think he's terrible there, and he could play third if you need him to. Um, so that's good. But like first base, I, it, but, I'm always scared when the ball is thrown over there that he's just going to drop it. Correct me if I'm wrong. Will Benson was playing first base in AAA for a while. They they started playing him at first base. Yes, I know that happened, and I know that. At points last season, they had tried Nolan Jones at first base. And I know they want Nolan Jones to play the outfield and DH and, and whatever, but he, these guys, I, I, you know, and, and I made this argument. People are like, you want to put Nolan Jones out there? He barely played. And he, it's not like Owen Miller's <laughs> gold glover over there. Jesus, he's, he, I'd, I'd rather have Brooke playing first base. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And again, you go back April, the guy was on fire. He was hitting. It was great. But ever since then, it has been nothing i mean he's in august he's he's eight for 40 in july he was 18 for 70 257 with a 640 ops in june he hit 191 with a 513 ops this guy's not good and and he hit cleanup the other day also which i know i know what are we doing what are we doing here i know (laughs) no you gotta have you gotta have jimenez Jimenez has got to be hitting fourth. Naylor's got to be hitting fourth. And I know Josh is battling. I mean, the ankle, the back, the foot. He, I mean, you could just tell he's 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 brittle right now. You know, this is almost like yeah. a, a December NFL player. Everybody's got an injury. Everybody's hurt. Yeah. 
and he's fight, he's battling. And they took him out of the lineup yesterday and let him rest. <laughs> then he pinch hit. He pinch hit late yeah. in the game. Um, which but they is, said they, Andre Andre said on the broadcast last night that anytime he feels and he's because he's still less than a year away or you know a year from that major basically reconstructing of his leg surgery that anytime he's feeling it in his leg they don't want to take any chances so they sit up which is totally fine I get that right right and you know, and especially you gotta, you gotta and he protect your yeah and he had to play this weekend yeah. in, in uh, up in Toronto where it's it's concrete you're playing on. You know, and it's just right, and he had his whole family there, so for sure he wanted to play in all three games, and I, and I get that, and but but when when you're you know when he's gone and Owen Miller's out there who's not hitting and can't field, it's a real, and even like when you watch him play like first base when he's catching a ball, like reaching for a, for a throw, he just like it's like he's turned the wrong way he can't stretch very far like do you know what i mean like he's trying he's young he's trying but he's not a first yes. he's not a first baseman and we need to win these games and if he's not going to hit <laughs> you know you and you already know what you're giving up defensively it's tough but what i don't understand and i know it's it's still early but i'd like to see more tyler freeman and less owen miller i mean they played Ernie Clement at first. They, yeah, th- this this is the other thing that it goes to. You know, they're like, oh, we can't play Nolan Jones and Will Benson. They haven't played first base at all. Tito started Ernie over there a few times, and he played him like in you know for defensive purposes. Yeah, they, they have it. He, lo- he loves Freeman, Ernie. You don't Ernie's think Freeman could play first base. I, he might be able to. He might have to. You never know. You never know. It's last night, he's, I mean, a, he had some really good at bats last night. The the, yeah. the ten pitch at bat against Axel Foley. That was good. Uh, and then the ninth inning, you know, he jumped on that pitch from Soto. It was beautiful. I love him at yeah, short. I love him at short. I love his range. Me too. It's pretty good. But, yeah, last night was certainly frustrating. But, again, it didn't just come down to that one play in the first inning. I mean, can't strand all those runners. And it's Garrett Hill out here, for, for God's sake. <laughs> It's not like they were. It wasn't Verlander last night, you know. So it's frustrating, but again, they're they're right there. I mean, they are in first place right now. It's a game, you know. You got to win tonight with with Detroit, and then this weekend the White Sox, and we'll get you the pitching matchups in a second. But uh, the Guardians have played pretty well against Chicago this year. It has to continue, you know. It does. Yes. So I'll, I'll tell you another thing that that is important that we need to start paying attention to is the tiebreakers. There is no game 163 anymore. They've done away with that. So That's the right. The playoffs are working. Uh, you I, know, I see you the, working. The Yankees, yeah, the Yankees and the and the Astros are running away with the one and two seats, which will be buys. There's three wild card teams and then the AL Central Division winner, basically. So it's going to be the AL Central Division winner against the lowest wild card seed, and you get a three-game home series. For all three games, correct, and then and then the other two wild cards, the higher one plays the lower one, and you'll be at all three games. Whee! <laughs> yeah. Let's, oh, jeez, oh, I, 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 I know I I'm not doing no, 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 okay. no, no, I can't. So anyway, um, so it comes down to when it comes if if you have the tied record with a, a certain team, so you 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 go to head to head is the number one tiebreaker. So the 
the Guardians own the tiebreaker, for example, against the Blue Jays after winning this last series. They won the season series from five, the Blue Jays, five which to could two. Turn out to be five to which two, which could turn out to be absolutely huge because if it, you know, if if they're the two, you know, the two and the three wild card, you're hosting that team, or if you're tied for the last wild card spot, you're in, which is great. You know, so Isn't it's, it's very important to be watching that. And right now, uh, I believe we're we are pretty even. I think we're tied with the Twins with the last five games, uh, or with the. I think there's like nine left with the Twins, and I want to say they're five and five. I might be wrong. I, I could be totally making that up. I know they they have a winning record against the White Sox. I know that they have a winning record against the Blue Jays. Tampa, they took that series in Tampa. They have one more series with Tampa, so they, as of right now, hold that tiebreaker too. So these are important things to watch. And and speaking of, of Toronto, you know they went up there this weekend and did not have uh, a setup man number ninety nine uh, available. And if they were to play the Blue Jays in the playoffs, I mean. Someone better get that uh, yeah. vaccine in, in 99's arm because we're going to need them. Get the because jab. Right, hey, man. Right now, right now that, that bullpen needs him badly. He's been great. Yes. As much as I loathe him personally, uh, uh, he's been unbelievable out there, and they need him because the guy who was basically him earlier in the year, Eli Morgan, has gone from indispensable to unusable in the blink of an eye. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm at the point where I would send him to the minors. Nah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, not there yet. I mean, okay, you send Eli, if great, you send great, Eli Morgan great. to the minors, who are you bringing up? Well, there's one arm that is has to be added to this to the 40-man roster. He's on the 60-day IL, and he's rehabbing in Columbus, and he's a starting pitcher, but he's not going to be... He hasn't been starting. He's been pitching three innings at a time in Columbus, and that's Cody Morris, who would have been starter number six all year had he not been hurt. You can get, I think, I wouldn't be stunned. He has to be added. It wouldn't stun me if Eli went down and Cody Morris came up and they were like, all right, here is the new starting pitcher who's going to be a reliever, just like Eli. He throws way harder. And uh, this was the guy who would would have seen the majors by now. Had he not been injured, I think that's the move to make. You know, that's a very good point, and uh, he was almost primed and, and ready for the majors before an early season injury. Cody Morris, for sure. Um, you know, it'd be cool if Morris pitched after Plesac, and then it would be Zach and Cody. You ever watch that show? That, that went that went right so that went right over your head. Zach and Cody. Yeah. Oh, oh, I got it. What was it? Like those two oh, kids. Those, they're, they're, Wasn't it like the Adventures of Zach and Cody something. or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think your kids were probably. My daughter young loved it. For, yeah, she time. loved it. Right. Love that my show. Kids, my kids were too young for that. Probably ten years ago. <laughs> anyway, but no, I think Not that. Uh, than that. What are you talking about? That was like fifteen years ago. <laughs> well, she's she, she's seventeen. Ago. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. I don't know about that, but. Uh, yeah. Regardless, yes, I, I'm not ready to send Eli Morgan down. He needs to get in a low leverage spot and have some success. He needs one inning of just a, a clean inning here. I mean, my gosh, every time he's been out, it's been home run city here. It's not like he's given up That's a couple of point. bloopers. I mean, he's, he's unusable <laughs> right now. Un- but Nick Sandlin was unusable a month ago, and all of a sudden, I mean, last night he was filthy. Okay, that's a that's a good point. But you know what Nick Sandlin did do? He was sent to the minors and yeah. figured it out, and he came back. And Sandlin looked really good last night. But the the you know I was at the game 
uh, Tuesday when Owen came in and gave up the back-to-back homers. Uh, or not Owen, I'm sorry, Eli gave up the back-to-back homers. You know, I go back to this. Earlier in the uh, last week, um, they brought in Eli in a tie game. and or No, I'm sorry. They brought in Eli up 5 nothing in the ninth inning. And this was the game against the Tigers. It was two. It was a week ago. Five to nine, right? Five to nothing. Yeah, yeah. It was five nothing. They brought in Eli. They're like, no, oh, it's five nothing. We're not, you know, let's get him some some mop up duty. And he loaded the bases and gave up a run. And we, they had to go to Classe just to finish the, the game off. Time in, right for the fourth time in in, in five days. And uh, you know, you need you need Manny to be as fresh as possible. He needed a day off. But when you're putting your bullpen in that position, because one guy. You know, I mean, it's not. It's the same thing with Shaw. You know, like <laughs> what about when Shaw Shaw, fin- Shaw finishing off Shaw the other night. Shaw finishing off the Detroit game in extra innings because we didn't have any pitchers left was priceless. But that I that was no awesome. That. You had no they nobody had no nobody for Eli, and it was right after Eli had given it was terrible the day before. Right, so, and Class A and Karinchak were not available, so Shaw closes the game out on the road. With yeah, a strikeout, nonetheless, that was awesome. That was pretty funny, but yeah, the 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 the, the point of this is there is the an arm. Point it is. They have, the point it is. That's right. How about the point? <laughs> um, hey, that's a really nice jacket. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So so so. Uh, you know, here's what I'll say. Uh, I don't know how long Eli's struggles will last. But <laughs> if you're not a fast times at Richmond High fan, then you don't get any of this. So we're but, sorry. But I like listen. That's 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 podcast for one there. Uh, Three. But, but in all seriousness, I think Cody. Uh, I think I think Cody Morris is going to get a shot, and I think Eli will go down. The, the, we we talked about this a lot this season. There's nobody in AAA that's on the 40 man roster or worth a 40-man spot right now that you're going to bring up, in especially this late in the season, no. who you, yeah. you know, can trust. I mean, like, you know, they had that Jake Jewell kid was up here for five seconds. And not even not even a kid, pitched. right, right, yeah. Yeah, but, but my, my point is there's no, like, there is no, the like, when, when, when 99 first came up, remember he was dominant in, in AA and dominant in AAA, and they're like, all right, let's bring him up at the end of the year. There, there's nothing like that down there. Right. The so closest Cody thing Morris to it is, is definitely is Cody it. Morris. I agree. I agree. Do you remember a few years ago? Was it, uh, I don't remember what year it was, 17 or 18 maybe, when they brought up Percy Garner? Do you remember that? Yeah, that was, dude, that was 16. 16 it was? Yeah. And like he pitched in September. Don't you remember so, and, the story about how he, yeah, yeah. Don't you remember the story about that Zach wrote about, Zach Meisel wrote a story about the, the pitchers in the bullpen and where they were and that, that Percy didn't make it to the playoff roster, so he was watching the game on delay on his like Xbox or something. You don't remember that story? I don't. No. Yeah, it was 2016. Percy Gardner, and he was supposed to be like, you know, he was going to be the guy, and then he never made it. It was sad. Yeah, I, I haven't read Meisel in years. I wouldn't know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I actually blew him off. You know, I was out of town, and he was in town, and I did see on his Twitter feed uh, while I was on vacation that he made a stop at his favorite joint. In Detroit, Slow's Barbecue. Oh, yeah. So um, I do owe him Union Woodshop, which is superior uh, barbecue in our uh, fine uh, southeast Michigan area. But uh, that'll have to wait until next year or unless somehow uh, Cleveland and Detroit meet in the playoffs, which I don't think is happening. But but it's like, uh, yeah, I just remember when Garner came up and he pitched so well in September. It's like, wait a minute. This guy could be 
on the playoff roster, and then they made the decision not to not to put him on. But that's kind of this same situation. This has happened before, where a September flash has come up for the pen. When you, ex- ex- I don't, do they even expand the rosters anymore? Like back, then? I don't think they you do. Know, I was, I was. You talk while I look that up. I, I don't, don't think they do. Think they do. They definitely don't go to forty anymore. They no, like no, 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 or something. I don't. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, well, those games would take forever. Roster expansion MLB 2022. Okay, it says the number will increase to 29 players for any doubleheader played through the final day of the season. Rosters will expand on September 1st when all teams must carry 28 players on the active roster. All right, so a couple so guys. Really, just getting <laughs> you bring up a couple. Yeah, that's it. Three for doubleheaders. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Todd. Here, you want? You want oh, I got it. Let me something? let me do this read. But go ahead. What I was going to say was guaranteed. One of those two extra men will be Ernie Clement. Oh yeah. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Tito can live without him any. <laughs> <laughs> I did look at the Toledo box score against Columbus last night, uh, just for uh, shits and giggles. And Gabe Arias is on fire. He's been hitting well. He had a three-run double last night off of Michael Pineda. Um, and I was looking at just like uh, who pitched. Oh, gosh, who pitched last night for Columbus? Uh, I don't even remember now. But Tanner I was just, Tully. What's that? I don't know, I was just Tanner Tully. I was just throwing a name. No, I know. I saw like Mikalajak and and Enright and those guys. I forgot who started. Oh, it was uh, Pilkington. He went five innings. He gave up three earned runs. Pilkington with, went five and gave up three runs. I'm stunned. With three walks and five He's K's. Never done that before. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, com, folks. Get your uh, Guardians gear for the postseason. Hopefully. New Andres Jimenez shirt is out. It says Captain Clutch. It's got a sweet picture of Andres uh, swinging a, a bat with a red jersey on and his autograph on it. Blue T-shirt. Go to breakingtea.com slash dairy, D-E-R-Y. Takes you right to the Cleveland Collection where you can get the In Tito We Trust shirt, the Andres Jimenez night-night shirt. If you're a huge Jose Ramirez fan and you just don't want the normal 11 Ramirez on the back uh, shirt. You want to get something cooler? Check out all the stuff at Breaking Tea. If you're a Browns fan, Cavs, whatever, any team that you like, maybe you, maybe now that Sean uh, Watson is here, you have a new uh, favorite football team. Well, get the gear at BreakingTea.com. Just go to BreakingTea.com/dairy though. That'll take you right to the Cleveland Collection. We appreciate them for uh, uh, being great subscribers of the uh, Dairy Brothers Guardians cast uh, right here on the Evergreen Podcast Network and our friends at WaitingForNextYear.com. Shout out to Joe. We always send Joe the pod, uh, Craig Lindell, uh, and all the crew over there at uh, WFNY that do uh, such great work in covering all of the teams. All right, what were you going to say? What do you got now? Did you look up uh, anything again? It was, it, was er- it was the Ernie point. Let's get into the pitching matchups and... Uh... Get up on out of here. What time is it? I don't even know. All right, so... Uh, it's t- early in the morning. It's time for me to eat breakfast, so let's ah, go. <laughs> breakfast. There you go. I'm hungry. I got one of these... Uh, I got one of these Built Bars over here somewhere. Still with the Built Bars? You know, the executive producer It's a good bit. By the way, on the, before we do this, the executive producer and I, uh, and Brooke, went <laughs> yesterday to Pittsburgh for our good friend Doug, uh, uh, his father, who passed away. We went to the funeral, and it was... It was unbelievable celebration of his life and to watch, you know, grown adult children and then the grandchildren talk about, you know, their father and grandfather with such, you know, 
unbelievable passion and, and it was just it was just an, it was it was unbelievable it was it was a great thing i wish you could have made it but uh but yeah i just wanted wanted to say that but the executive producer had had lots of talks uh on the way home and discussing what we're going to do for the postseason if we get there and, and uh you know things that may be in the way if you know what i mean so we'll, we're, we're all handling it but it, 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 none of this is going to matter if the team doesn't play well down the stretch and as you're about to tell us for the rest of the week and then into next week we got a real tough stretch coming up so big games coming up this weekend that's yeah, sure. no, they, they are, and they start uh, tonight. It's a night game, even though it's a getaway day because it's a day off on Thursday. And you're going to see more days off now, finally, which is good uh, because this team seems like they play like 11 games in 10 days and all the double headers. But uh, tonight, Cal Quantrill, who's really delivered, and boy, was he fantastic last week going back home to Canada, uh, you know, where his dad played. It was pretty cool uh, there at the uh, Sky Dome and Rogers Center. Uh, by the way, when, when Josh Naylor hit that home run <laughs> and Underwood went, the Mississauga, the Mississauga Masher. Masher. It's like, <laughs> did you write that one down, Chief? Jeez. Um, um, sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Oh, wait. So the whole point of this conversation was that the executive producer is off built bars. Doesn't like him anymore. And he's got to get the built puffs, the marshmallow treats. They're only 160 calories. You know, I never like this consistency. I'm a I'm a one bar guy. What about uh, your wife? Didn't she Didn't she try them? She didn't. Did she didn't mind them? Right. The, the missus, uh, she liked them, and then the same thing happened. It's just the consistency got to her, so she's off. She's off. Yeah, great. She's off. The yeah, go to built.com. Use promo code locked fifteen. <laughs> No appearance, by the way, uh, by me on Hard Knocks last night. Uh, for those that were interested, yes, congrats, uh, cousin way, cousin Matt, uh, one of our P1 listeners here out on the West Coast, um, he heard me on Hard Knocks on the first episode. For those of you that don't know, I host a, a Lions podcast every day called Locked on Lions, and they use my voice on the first Hard Knocks. But last night, because I've been gone, I did not make an appearance, but uh, the show was still pretty good. I don't know how they're... To the chagrin of the lockdown people that you were, you were not available last week. Much to the chagrin of me as well, uh, yeah. from a uh, wallet standpoint. All right, so um, anyway, I digress. Tonight, big night tonight. Big night tonight. You got it. Cal got it. Quantrill against Daniel Norris. He's back with the Tigers. You know what this means, by the way. Daniel Norris, left-hander. You'll be seeing Owen in the lineup. Yeah, boy. <sighs> Uh, and then this weekend, uh, three right-handers. Uh, Friday night, Tristan McKenzie against Lance Lynn. Remember, the White Sox play Thursday afternoon against Houston and then have to turn right around and play where we have a day off. McKenzie and Lynn Friday. Bieber and Cueto, who's pitched very well for them, Saturday. And then Sunday, Peacock at noon. Aaron Savali against Sox ace Dylan Cease. Who's really he's yeah. good? Dylan Cease he, is real great. good. He is good. And Johnny Cueto, Johnny Cueto pitched eight scoreless innings uh, the other night against Houston. Yeah, Monday <laughs> so, night. So he's pitching really well. He yeah. is. He is. Yeah, and uh, they found a little clutch hitting last night. Was it Gavin Sheets delivering with the against the Astro bullpen, which all of a sudden has been leaky the last two days? And yeah, look, uh, look. Here's what happened. Everybody's been calling out the White Sox for not having any heart and not having any grit. And all this stuff. And I think it was Andrew Vaughn the other night said after one of their games, like, we got hard. I don't know what people are talking about. So they're kind of rallying. Did you see that video clip where 
LaRusse is on the top step of the dugout and the fans in the front row oh going, Oh my God. Hey, LaRusse, pinch run angle, pinch run angle. So he call LaRusse walks on the field, calls timeout, and pinch it's runs angle. If that, if, if you, if, if I'm Jerry Reinsdorf and I see that video, that, that's fireable. The fact that you have to have a fan point that out to you. It was that, great. That old coot. Fuck him. It was Sorry. hilarious. It was so, hilarious. So, yeah, so, so, so I will be there Sunday. Um, I'm looking forward to the Dylan Cease uh, Aaron Savali matchup and then you know they got that day off they finally get a day off Monday which is good but the, the road trip next week which we'll talk about next Monday is just brutal you gotta go to San Diego for two and then Seattle for four which is gonna who, who are you know is playing as good a ball as anybody in, in, in baseball right now so it's uh, that's gonna be a we're, we're heading into a really tough stretch starting this weekend because you got Three with the Sox, two with C- with San Diego, four with Seattle, three with Baltimore, who's very good, and three with uh, Seattle again uh, over Labor Day weekend. So, well, look, this team showed this team stretch. showed that they could w- beat good teams when they went into Toronto and took two out of three. I like Qu- I like Quantrill getting the opportunity next week to pitch in San Diego against the team that dumped him. Um, yeah, I like that. So we'll see we'll see where it goes, but. Uh, all right, my friend, great, uh, great recap. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, we apologize for the uh, Wednesday recording, but uh, uh, somebody was out of town and, uh, you know, on vacation. Flights were canceled. And yeah, I'm on. And all that. Yeah, I'm on is right. So uh, we are out of room and out of here. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on.